you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Well, hey, everybody. It's Melissa, and thanks for joining me today. Dane is not with me today. I have one of my dearest friends and a dual graduate. means she graduated from both our equine gestalt coaching level and went on to do her master's in our gestalt coaching method, GCM. She's a dual graduate, a phenomenal person, and I'm really happy to introduce you to my buddy, Julie Myers. Hi, Julie. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for doing this with me today. Yeah, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You bet. Well, I want to start right out with some of the questions that I ask most people when I interview them on here. Curiosity question. If I remember right, you grew up in Southern California, beach girl, surf girl, but did you have horses? Did you Were you able to find horses to ride? I did. I was obsessed with horses from the time I can remember how to breathe. We lived a little bit inland from the beach and there was a, a stables, the Poway stables. And I used to go there and just volunteer my time all the time. And I was completely obsessed with this one stable pony that they would put on the guy that thinks he knows everything. And then Shadow would come back with no rider like 15 minutes later. And <laughs> we had a connection. And so oh. when we moved to the beach, my parents actually oh. bought him for me. And there were no barns anywhere near me. I didn't even know what a round pen was. I kept him in my backyard. And magically, it was like this magic vortex of Lucadia, California. I had three friends. We were all in fourth grade together. We each randomly had a horse in our backyard. And we would ride across the I-5 freeway, over the freeway overpass, down to the 7-Eleven. It was amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh my gosh, you know, I just, I have to do a podcast called Lucky to Be Alive sometime with all my girlfriends that had horses when we were girls like that, because, you know, usually we were bareback, right? And just kind of riding everywhere. And we go across these busy highways and with bold arrogance, like holding your hand out, hey, you car, you stop, you know, (laughs) just going out front. Oh my gosh. I didn't even own a saddle. And I can remember one time going over the freeway overpass and a a big Mack truck went underneath and he thought, oh, look at the cute girls on their horses. And he Mm -hmm. honked his horn. And my horse reared up and pranced down into the ice plant, (laughs) broke off a sprinkler. And I I am lucky to be alive. And that was all bareback. And so- that's oh how gosh. I grew up with horses. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's so different today. Today, most parents get lessons for kids. If they want to learn to ride, they get lessons. They're handed a helmet. They're you know taught everything just so. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think that's smart and I get it. We're very Sue happy in our culture anymore. But I'm so glad that we grew up at the time that we did because the relationship we built with horses was completely different and so much fun. They were really our freedom, and and I always call them my most trusted confidants because home life wasn't too sweet for me, and I know it wasn't for you either. And so they they were best friends. Yeah, and I actually befriended a woman who lived right next to my elementary school. She was little old lady Mary. She was this little Mexican woman who ended up, she had like 50 cats, and when she passed away, she donated her house and property to the Humane Society. Well, she, she just happened to have an empty really nice corral in her backyard with, you know, electric water and everything. So I used to ride my horse to school in elementary school, put him there. I could see him from the playground and I'd ride him home and, you know, I'd get in trouble because over the weekend they'd find horse poop on the, on the playground (laughs) and they'd, they'd know it was me, but whatever. 
I rode on a golf course. We lived on a golf course and they'd get so mad because I'd ride on the, I didn't go on the greens, but across the fairways to cut across to my house and stuff. So it wasn't exactly little, little house on the prairie, but it was sort of little girl on the freeway, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just a ton of fun, ton of fun. Well, today you have this beautiful horse named Cowboy and there's a little bit of a story to him as well. He's handsome. He's a handsome horse. And so tell me how Cowboy came into your life and how he's become your partner now. So I think it was about 10 or 12 years. He's He just turned 16 and I met him, I think when he was about three or four, I took, an, I took a class, a college course to get credit to move up the pay scale as a teacher. And it was in Durango. It was a camping with horses class. And I was the only person that signed up. So the woman allowed me to bring my son, who was about 10 at the time. So her husband and I and my son, and we, we went camping for five days and rode out into just amazing outback. She, she was a, um, an outfitter and camped on a river. And she and I became friends. We've spent tons of time over the years. And you know, I've loved many of her horses, but never one as much as Cowboy. She actually let me borrow him when I moved to Arizona and worked out of your ranch in Arizona. And I went and visited her this summer and saw Cowboy and everything. And I was I was on my way to the airport. Her son was taking me to the airport. And he said, oh, yeah, mom, I think mom's going to sell Reuben and Cowboy to my cousin. And I burst out crying and was like, oh, oh my gosh. And I realized like I could lose this person. I consider him a person, this person that I love so much in my (laughs) life um, because of my fear of commitment. And so I called her and I said, I am dedicated to him for the rest of his life on this planet. And she said, well, let me, let me talk to my family. And she called me and said, if he's going to go anywhere, he's going to go with you. And her son drove him up to me the, the week later and, He's mine and I love him and he's my partner. Yeah. And you guys do so well together. You just look right together and he's so comfortable. And I think for him, he probably feels very at home with you too. So (laughs) that's great. So Julie, how did you first hear about my equine gestalt program? I, I honestly don't remember. I do so many of these interviews and you're somebody I know better than 99% probably, but I honestly don't know the answer to that question. So how'd you learn about it? So I had been a fourth grade teacher for about 10 years at that time. And I knew that I didn't want that to be my career for the rest of my life. And I started in my morning meditation, asking the universe, asking source, you know, what is my next chapter? And within 10 days, I had three really strong hits. One was someone who invited me to come do some horse thing and Another was my principal met with me and said, you know, Julie, you do your best work with the young boys that are really struggling. You connect with them. And have you thought about being a school counselor? And I was like, what? And the next I was at a meeting and an acquaintance said that she was getting her um, her counseling degree and that she was going to do an equine class. She said, but I really wish that I would have studied with Melissa Pierce and touched by a horse. And I said, what's that? And I drove home from that meeting and I got on my computer. I read the entire website. I felt like 
I don't know. It was like an out of body experience. Up until that point, I, I sent away, you know, you could send away for the brochure or whatever, the handbook. And I had a PO box at that time. And I was going to my PO box every single day. I've got that thing. It makes me want to cry. I took it home. I read the entire thing. And it felt like every cell in my body was doing Jacqueline's. Every cell was going, yay, 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 yay. You know, up until that point, I would do a pros and cons list. And then I would ask 27 other people what they thought I should do with my life. For the first time in my life, I asked nobody. I didn't talk about it to anybody, not my mom, not my daughter, nobody. And I called and I remember talking on the phone twice. I think it was Sarah Sherman. And I, and I just, I gave her my credit card and I hadn't met you. I hadn't done a session. I didn't even know if you were in like, Russia. You happen to be down the street. And it was just like so meant to be. So the best thing I've ever done in my life and source completely led me to you. Oh, thank you so much, Jules. And, you know, back at you because you've always been somebody who came in, you were so ready to do your personal work. You were so sincerely dedicated to what we were doing and how we were doing it and the horses being our partners, not something we own like a tool. I mean, everything was just a perfect fit with you and and you never held back at, at all. Everything we suggested, you know, you, you grabbed onto and did. So just awesome to have you there. Yeah. Awesome to be with you on this ride for sure. At the time that you went through the original training, there were eight different in-person, what we call core trainings, where you came on a Thursday and stayed for that weekend and did deep personal work. Today in our program, post-COVID, we do five in-person, made them a little longer. They're Wednesday to Sunday. And then three virtuals because we have a lot of great film work of pieces of work. And that's also something later on that you graciously participated in was a filming session, filming some of your work that I use to this day in training. Is there a way to put in words for you personally without divulging anything you don't want to divulge? But is there a way to put in Julie before you did Gestalt work and Julie after doing Gestalt work. You see what I'm asking? Something for our listeners to understand, like, so how does it change your life if it does? So, you know, I'm pretty much an open book, but before Gestalt, I had done other work on myself that, that still to this day was very transformative in many ways but not on the cellular level like Gestalt. And, you know, when I came in, I have sexual trauma from childhood. No one that it was from a stranger. Um, I was 12 at the time. And, you know, I don't know if I just, I mean, I had talked about that so many times. It just sort of was this thing that happened to me, but it affected my life in every possible way as a mother, as a, you know, woman in relationship across the board, but it was, it was something that was just tucked away. And when I came in and started my gestalt work, it was the first thing that came up in my first piece of work with you. And it was so, so big. I remember after that piece of work that I, I shook every cell in my body was shaking. And I, I didn't know if it if others could perceive my body shaking, that's what it felt like. And I asked people and they couldn't, but I shook until I went to bed that night. And 
you know, when I got up the next day, it was, it was like being in an altered state. And I did more and more work around that incident. And the fact that in that core, there were three men is pretty unbelievable. I don't think there's ever been a, a core that had three men in it, but they all saw me. I was so afraid to be vulnerable in front of men and they helped me so much. But I mean, that was right in the beginning, but I've studied with you now for seven years. I can talk about that event and not cry. I can talk about it and not feel it in my body. I can sit with a woman who has had her boundaries violated sexually in, you know, depth of despair ways and hold space, not be triggered into my own stuff and be really a, a powerful force of love and solidarity and connection for her so that she can go there and express and, and go through the same transformation that I went through, you know, because I did it, I can hold it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what I saw from the beginnings in your right seven years ago, you sat across from me and I, I looked into your eyes and I recognized that look that I see in some clients where the pain has, is intellectually understood, but it still resides in the body so deeply. And I remember how I just started into doing what I do. <laughs> and as I connected with you and gave you kind of that sacred support really to, to be able to, you folded over forwards and started sobbing, just started weeping and sobbing. And very, very few words did we speak that whole first piece of work. It was a lot of release, you know, for you. And, and then over the time, certainly a lot of anger was released. I mean, everything. And like I say, Julie, you just were a person who said, I'm not holding on to this stuff anymore. And we repositioned, as you do for women so correctly today, we repositioned all the shame you had been holding over something somebody else did to you. We got it repossessioned and put that shame back where it belongs, which was on him. And that was a huge turning point for you. The tears, I think that was a third or fourth piece that we did when we finally could say, wait a minute, you're carrying that shame that really doesn't belong to you. It belongs to him. And yeah, today that's what you do. That's who you work with and the women that you work with. And not only that, you're you're very talented. You you got you gathered up everything I could feed to you, training wise, and you've mastered it and taken it out so beautifully. You know that you're somebody I refer when I can't see clients, I refer to you anytime that I can. I move them over to you because you do get it and you're you're really right there. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our Equine Facilitator Program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. 
Our Equine Gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private Gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our Master Equine Gestaltist program builds your Gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. So I know that you work with women who have had their boundaries crossed, men who have had their boundaries crossed. That's the polite way of saying they've had sexual abuse. And also women in transition and people looking for other things in their life. One that you represent is someone who has said, okay, I had this career in teaching and it's been a good career, although the career of teaching has changed a lot for teachers. We, we all are sympathetic to that. And you set a goal for yourself. I'm going to finish doing what I said I would do in teaching. I'm going to finish out my commitment to my district, and I'm going to be positioned strongly in my new career at that time, which you're very close to being stepping away from teaching in the next year or so. And I, I'm excited for you building building your business. Can you describe if a client comes to see you, and by the way, Julie's website is serenityhorse.com, serenityhorse.com, because that's the word I think that comes to you the best today is you're in serenity. But serenityhorse.com is located and, and describe, you don't have to give the address or anything private like that, but describe if let's say it's a woman who says, I've lived with this my whole life. I've done a lot of good therapy, so I do understand it, but it's still with me. I'm still uncomfortable in a lot of situations, having struggles in relationships, all that kind of thing that goes with that. What What is she entering into? Where, where does she come with you? So the ranch is located in Longmont, Colorado, and it's a, I don't know, 60 acre ranch or so. And there are a couple barns. There's a, a really large arena with stalls. But before that, there's a smaller barn that has a, a probably a 50 or 60 foot round pen in it. And that's basically my space. Other people can use that space. But when I'm in that space, it's very private. I can close it off completely. I can have doors open to where the river is and seeing all the horses. But we can be super private. And I mean... We can do whatever we need to do to get out the anger, to get out the pain. You know, I've had women there. I've been there about six months and I've, I've done some really big pieces of work that have transformed lives. Creating that safe, sacred, quiet, private space is so important, so integral to our work so that a person doesn't have to be concerned about being able to let their body express whatever it needs to express. Sometimes for clients, they have an internal scream that has been imbued in the cells of their body at the time of trauma and through that time period. And let's say that time period, similar to yours, is like 10 to 13 years of age. We'll just make this up. And she had that trauma and carries that scream that was not safe to let out then imbued in the cells of her body and with this work in the methodology that I created based in Gestalt that Julie is such a tremendous practitioner of, we create this safe and sacred space 
for that scream. If, if the woman feels it and hears it, that scream has a place to let itself out. And once it's let out, it's different than raging in your car by yourself, shaking your steering wheel, which a lot of people have done. It's different than that. It's facilitated and it's guided and it's completely released and completely out. And then you refill that space that that's taking up in the body with empowerment and strength and joy and all kinds of things that there's no room for, you know, prior to finishing up that unfinished business with that scream. And that's that's what Julie does so well and what her clients benefit from. Julie, you see people privately like that. And for me, I know that a lot of people think, oh, I could never do this in a group. But for you, do you love your private work or your group work more today? You know, it's hard to say because the connection that comes out of the group and the borrowed benefit You know, once one person goes through a scream or a big anger release, others sort of have permission somehow to do the same and they support each other in such deep ways. But, you know, some women just, they need to be alone to do it and that's okay too. And so I always tell people, you know, this is an invitation and you never have to do anything that you're not comfortable doing. So I love both. I really do. Mm-hmm. I do too. I do too. And where people sometimes pause is because these sessions are usually a little bit more expensive. The single session is more expensive than say an hour or 50 minutes at a psychotherapist. So we get that and insurance doesn't often pay for it. And so it's all understood. The difference, however, is when, and I am a psychotherapist, when you enter into psychotherapy to get an intellectual understanding of what's happened to you, that can mean you're signing on for a weekly session for several months, a year or more. I've known people that have been with a therapist for five years and processing things. And uh, it's not a, it's not a better or, but there's a little bit like taking uh, an aspirin every day for something that hurts you. And, and it helps a great deal. This is a little bit more like surgery. So they come for these sessions that are in an hour and a half, including the horse, in this case, a cowboy who's so cute. And you might come to five or six sessions and you feel like a new person. And then from that, you crave, most of our clients crave knowing themselves even better. Like, okay, that main reason that I came to see you, Julie, that's now abated. It's solved. As you so well said, you could still remember it, but there's no charge in it. There's no no angst around it. And now I want to know, what if I looked at my divorce? What if I looked at my best friend when she moved away and her family didn't let her say goodbye? What if I looked at, like, what else am I carrying, right, that might be cleared out? And what other awareness can I build around myself so that I become the person I really want to become? So giving our listeners just an idea that you can go for one big session for someone like Julie, it'll change your life. However, most people, if they've had sexual abuse, they're going to end up going for probably three to five and feel such peace and clarity and truth and everything from your physical body to how you sleep at night completely changes. Julie, you have, you see people privately, you see people in group, 
And then you have a couple of really interesting retreats that are in formation right now that people will be able to find out more about by following you on your social or going to serenityhorse.com. One is with another grad of mine who I adore, Joni Mankus, who's just a love and a half, and they're building this phenomenal place. So walk us through what that retreat will be like when it happens. That's in the fall of 23, right? Yes. I believe it's going to be the last week in September. And Joni called me recently and said, you know, will you partner with me in this? And I was absolutely honored. It's 250 acres. Yeah. It's, it's on a river. It's up in the mountains. And it's going to be very much a luxurious retreat with all the, the yummy benefits. And there, there will be some riding. And um, yeah, I'm look, really looking forward to doing that. And then I also have connected with a woman recently who has a 35 acre ranch in the mountains above Boulder. And she has, it, it's going to be more of a camping because she's got this old cabin several bedrooms we can cook in there, but it doesn't have running water. So there's a really funky outhouse. I, we might set up some kind of an outdoor um, shower, but it's for women who really want to be closer to the earth, closer to nature. You can camp or you could stay in the cabin and it's not going to have all the frills. It's basically going to be down and dirty gestalt. You know, if you want to come do the work, you can do the work and you don't have to pay for the frills. You can do it in a much more affordable way if you're willing to camp. And there's something about wilderness and something about being out in nature and being able to be back to that earthiness and that original state, right? To be able to come back to ourselves and and be in a uh, such a pretty place in Colorado and let the woods speak to us and and all of that. So these are like two ends of a continuum. Both will be powerful. Both will be beautiful. And there is something about camping. You can bring your own tent, have your own private space. There's something very attractive about doing that. So I'm, I'm really happy that you're doing that for sure. And there are horses there and there will be riding available for that one also. Nice. Yeah. Do you think you'll be able to take Cowboy up there? I will. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, good. He's going to enjoy that traveling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'll enjoy that. He came down to my place in Elizabeth, Colorado and you know had a good time there. So he's he's a he's a great guy. He's really a neat horse for sure. As I was told by my very first horse crush when I was growing up in Tempe, Arizona, the original Marlboro man, the man who was the model for the Marlboro man. He was such a handsome dude back when they had cigarettes on TV. I mean, I'm really dating myself here. But he became a really good horse trainer and cowboy. And he had his horses where I, as a child of 11, and all my little girlfriends who were 11 and 12, all boarded there. And he was there. His name was Newt Farnham. Fantastic man and a great mentor and influence on all of us, you know, just like a great guy, right, that was in there. And he had a great expression. Anytime we had another little girl that came to board her horse in the corrals, you know, he'd say, yep, 11 out of 10 little girls love horses. And I think that's you and I, 11 out of 10 little girls love 
love horses for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Well, we want to thank Hope Through Horses for being a partial sponsor of this podcast. Hope Through Horses is a nonprofit 501c3, and they help us out kind of as the uh, board of directors say, all things T-Bah, all things touched by a horse. And we're very grateful to them. If you have $5 in your pocket or $50 in your pocket and you want to sponsor things that go out for people such as Julie, who's a grad or people who want to train with me to do the kind of work Julie is doing, check them out, hopethroughhorses.com. And Dane will be back with me on the next podcast. We're doing a lot of different uh, series pieces that he and I are up to right now. Julie, anything that you personally would want to say to our listeners? We have listeners worldwide, all over. I'm assuming most of them love horses, whether they have horses or not, they love horses. And they're curious about this work and curious about what I've created in, in these methodologies that you so beautifully take out in the world. Is there anything you would personally want to say to the listeners? Yeah, thank you, Melissa. You know, this work for me is really for women and men, but I mostly work with women aware of issues from their own childhood that they don't want to pass on to their children. They don't want to recreate in relationships. And Gestalt is such an effective method. And combining that with the horses, you know, once that space is cleared out for us, I say us because it's it's my history also, the horses so incredibly important in facilitating filling that space with love and joy. And, you know, I can tell someone, I love you, I care about you, but going in with the horse and feeling physically in your body, the way that they shift my energy, and I've seen it time and time again, is just, there's nothing like it. And Gestalt, plus the horses, plus the somatics, the understanding of what's happening in the body creates the most transformative, the most effective way to heal that I have ever experienced. And I've tried many things. So I I just encourage anyone who's out there who wants to heal for themselves, for them children, for, you know, their family. If it's not me, find someone else. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, having been a psychotherapist and a gestaltist for many, many years, when I first started combining this with horses, I also added in five other things that felt really important to me to sort of make the the um, methodology of equine gestalt coaching. And it is it is based in gestalt. It adds a lot of somatics, body energies of horses and humans, several different ingredients in this incredible stew that we call EGC. And I'm so happy that you do that. And of course, the horses have their own essential gift. They have their own way of partnering with us to bring their incredible sentience to the table and healing of all all different types from physical to emotional with our clients and and blessed are those who can hear the whispers of a horse's heart. So thank you so much. If you want to hear the whispers of a horse's heart, you could go and order our card deck. I have my card deck back, second reprint on the deck. So it is back in stock now, whispers from a horse's heart. You can get that through our store. Yes, Miss Julie, she has her hand raised. I can see her. (laughs) I also want to say that I have trained with you now twice in working with couples in a very deep way. And I know that 
you know, any couple who's struggling, but especially if a woman had her boundaries crossed, it shows up in that relationship, even if she's thinks she's done all the work. And I'm speaking from my own experience around that. And so um, that's another thing that I can offer is, is come out and do the couple's work. It's, it's so, it's magical to have both parties present to witness each other go into their, their deep places. And it's a way to love your partner even more or decide that they're not the right person for you to be with. So I just wanted to put that out there also. Very true. Very true. And I have a wife of a couple that loved your work so much. She came through the program and just recently said to me, uh, she knows for a fact they wouldn't still be married if she hadn't sat with you to go through the methodology that I taught you to do with couples. It's a, a different orientation. So maybe I'll have you back and we'll do a podcast on couples work as well. So that'd be fun. Yeah, be great. That'd be awesome. Thank you, Julie, so much for being here today. And thank you listeners very much. If you want to find a practitioner near you, you can go to touchedbyahorse.com. You'll see a button that says find a practitioner near you, or you can reach out to our office at Touch by a Horse and we do matchmaking. So you simply write an email and you say, this is where I live and this is what I think my core issue is. And we give you two or three selections of people, some that are geographically close to you and some that are worth the flight. Julie is worth the flight. Fly into Denver and see Julie at serenityhorse.com. Thanks, Julie. Thanks everybody for listening. Happy trails. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.